Joining us now on the programme, World Cup winning fullback from the Black Ferns, Salika Winnie-Arta. Salika, welcome into the programme. How are you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? Very good. Now, this, as we understand, is is a, a great thing because you get a top up on on what was going on, but also I know that people are um, obviously you guys are still working. And is that right? Are you at work right now? Um, no, I'm on my way to work shortly. Oh, good. Um, okay, but... on on your way to work. Okay, good. That's right. I hope we didn't stop you there. But just tell us, as, as as you've understood it, how long has this been in the pipeline, and and were you guys happy with what had happened? Yeah, look, it's been in the pipeline for uh, a few months now, and I guess it's just been between the Players Association and NZR, um, just negotiating and working out um, what's going to suit best um, for this team at this time. And uh, I think overall everyone's pretty happy um, where we're at. It's a starting point. Um, it's just about implementing it now, and um, you know who knows what might happen in two to three years' time. Mm. So, as you know, in that last World Cup, you went up against uh, England in the final. England, as we knew it, were full-time professionals. You guys definitely were not. Who was? Who were the nearest you had to full-time pros? Was it the sevens players within the team? Yeah, our uh, New Zealand sevens players are full-time. Um, so um, they've got that luxury of being able to train, um, you know, at at reasonable times compared to those that um, have full-time jobs and have to fit training in at, I guess, abnormal times. But, um, you know, that's the unique thing about the Black Ferns. Um, we make it work and we're so passionate about the game that, you know, to now know that 30 of the girls are going to be on contract, it's um, going to be positive for us. Um, but something that, you know, it's, it's a bonus. We're not... Um, we're not playing rugby just to be uh, to be paid, um, but it's definitely going to help us. So I guess essentially, Salika, you will now be semi-professional and part of the high-performance program, I think, is that you can commit 12 to 14 hours to rugby each week. Does, does that compromise your ability to do your occupation? Uh, for me personally, it won't. Um, I've had talks um, with, you know, my sergeants and higher bosses around how that looks and they're actually really supportive of it. Um, I'm pretty sure most of the other girls will be able to make it work and I think it's just about sitting down, um, you know, and um, sorting out what the best um, plan is for each individual. Uh, we've got girls that study and um, the feedback from them is they've been able to plan out a year um, that works for them. So. I know that that was a real big emphasis that um, they didn't want girls leaving their jobs and thinking that this part-time contract uh, would be enough money for them to survive on, uh, make a living from. Um, they want us to be able to work as well as be paid um, to train and play um, rugby. What do you think, Salika, would be the tipping point to, to make it fully professional? Is it about the amount of money that you could potentially earn or the number of hours that you would need to commit to rugby? Well, I, I think it's probably a combination, but also the amount of test matches that we have in a year. Right now, we just don't have enough. So, you know, if we're only going to be playing maybe a maximum of five test matches in a year, a lot of people will be thinking, wow, you're getting paid full time, you know, for five games. Um, so I think that needs to increase. Um, but again, it's hard because you want to be playing against quality sides. You don't want to just be, you know, playing any old team where we can't grow as a team and we can't become better rugby players. So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot 
um, behind the scenes that needs to go on um, before we could become fully contracted. Uh, she's a world champ and she's on the line with us, uh, Salika Winiata. Um, so, Salika, I was just interested in what you were saying there about the payment. So the way it works, uh, for those of you listening that don't know, is that there's 30 players uh, that are going to be given uh, retainers and that varies a little bit there, but then there is match payments too uh, that will come out for those. Do you know, are you also included in there? Is there extra value like, will you say, I need protein powder or I need help with training or I need a, I don't know, a gym membership or something like that? Do they come to, to town with helping you with that or is this to come out of your new uh, payment? No, so um, it's, you know, like um, trainers, so in the gym, trainers, uh, physio, um, any treatment that you need, um, medical, and that that's all covered. Um when it comes to supplements and food as such, um, that comes out of your own pocket. Um, but the requirements for um, your technical, tactical, you know, skills, coaches, and that, that's all included um, in the package. So it's very similar, I guess, to the guys. Um, you know, the medical um, stuff, that's exactly the same as what the guys get. So, um, yeah, we're similar in some areas. Um, which is good. Oh, I, I think it's fantastic. I think it's well earned there last year. With <clears throat> with the uh, the full time uh, contracts coming up, I know that. But in half time of the final last year, I don't know if you've watched it back. There were so many people saying, "Man, New Zealand looked brave," but unfortunately, it looks like a team of professionals against a team of enthusiastic part timers. Now you guys get to go up there. What difference in performance do you expect to see uh, from yourself and your teammates? Well, you know, I guess there's no excuse now, um, for especially for the girls that are on contracts, but even more so for those that, um, you know, may not uh, get a contract this time round because they're going to be fighting to push somebody out of that spot so they can be contracted. Um, but, you know, it's just about making sure that, um, you know, we're ticking those boxes and doing the work behind the scenes that people may not see because, you know, now we are going to um, have that name in front of us as that all we're, um, you know, semi-professional. Um, so they would, you know, the expectation on our team is that we're going to be better than what we were at that World Cup. Do you envisage the opportunity for more con- uh, commercial endorsements and, and perhaps the profile uh, for yourselves in the sport goes up that way, plus also the ability to earn more money? Yeah, I mean, I think that's one thing that's been lacking for probably the last, 20-odd years is um, the commercial side of things with our uh, Black Ferns branding. You know, it just hasn't been there, and a lot of people don't even know who we are, even our our own country. So, I mean, that's one thing that we'd love to see rise, um, you know, so that we can be known. And, you know, if our faces are on billboards, people do recognise us and they know who we are. And I guess that's for the commercial side to, you know, really push and get them to jump on board and support us. Well, look, uh, Salika, thank you very much for your time. I know you've got work to get off to, so uh, thanks for that. And just, just quietly, we were um, uh, having a discussion beforehand, and this is entirely off topic, but you're a sportsman, uh, sports person, I should say, so I want to get your answer on this one. Is golf more interesting when Tiger Woods is playing men's golf? <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I, I guess it is. Um, you're not sure what you're going to expect when his name hits the, uh, <laughs> the headline. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> It does that. You're like, why is he training on Twitter? What's he done this time? Yeah. Oh, he's hitting a ball. Yeah. Oh, he's hitting a ball. Well, hey, congratulations, Lika. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you. See you.